Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakodia, the senior pastor of the Well Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer, and fasting. And now, today's message. This is the Bible says, with all thy getting, get understanding. Understanding is very crucial. It changes your attitude. It makes you relate to things in a different way. Because your perception towards it has changed. So get wisdom. But with all you're getting, get understanding. And one of the things I want you to get understanding from what I want to start from is that. <laughs> Number one, you are a spirit being. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, you are a spirit being. Unfortunately, some of you are in a church and you think that you are just a scientific being. And so it makes you put a lot of your confidence in scientific discovery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you even think you are a biological being. You may be part of it. So you think that as you grow, life will get better. Because some people think that as they are growing, life will get better. Life will not get better because you are growing. Amen. Hallelujah. First and foremost, you have to come to the place to understand that I'm a scientific, I am a spiritual being. Paul said in the book of Thessalonians, I pray that your spirit, soul, body be preserved blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means a spirit, soul, body. That means a Paul separated them. But you are first a spirit being. Now, this is the essence why God demands from us to live by faith. Now, because we are spirit being, we have to live by faith. So, even though you are moving in the realms of the natural on earth, but you are a spirit being. So, you are a spirit, you have a soul, your soul and the spirit lives in the body. Now, if you have to get it from the spirit, then you can use science. If you must get it, from the spirit, then you can't use your intellect. If you must get it from the spirit, then <laughs> it has nothing to do with social relationship. It has to be in the spirit. So, it's the substance of things you hope for. You have never seen it. You hope for it. It is the evidence of things you don't see. If you don't see, there is not in the natural. That means that all the things we are preaching in church and we are talking about the fact that there is a place you come to that God gives you a breakthrough and there are signs that lead to your breakthrough when you see those signs when you are driving and you are motorists and you get to the traffic light it's, I mean you, you don't have to assume that you must get to the traffic light before you know it's function by the time you move a car you must we, we know you must know that this is the function of the traffic light if somebody drive and get to the traffic light and see a red light and say, oh, nice decorative light and just pass. That's a very dangerous thing. In the realms of the spirit, there are traffic lights. That is why I told you yesterday that it is important to understand spiritual things and interpret them. So that sometimes God may not speak but gives you a sign. Not necessarily. Hallelujah. Hmm. There are some things I wish I know. Today I was telling God something in prayer. I said, Lord, I have seen the dangers of ignorance. Even when you said 
my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I didn't understand it, but as I grow, I'm getting to understand it better. Because my understanding about some things based on scripture, I wish some things I didn't do it. I did it because I was ignorant. Hallelujah. Now, it has taken me almost three decades to understand that some situation must be managed by silence. And when I didn't know it, I talk. I'm not too sure whether you are ready for what I'm going to say. About. Some situations must be managed by why? Silent. It means that the way it's going, the more you talk, the more you complicate it. The more you talk, even Jesus said, there are questions he didn't, he was not in hurry to answer. Master, we caught this woman in the act of adultery. The Bible said he was quiet. And started writing on the ground. Because some situation must be managed by silence. Let me say it again. Silence cannot be misquoted. Yes, Silence can never be misquoted. Nobody can quote you when you are quiet. She didn't say anything. Silence can never be misquoted. Believe it that you are in the spirit. Because the more we are getting to the very end of the end time, the more people are deviating from the spiritual life. And Paul said it that one of the signs of the end time is that perilous times shall come. Now, the word perilo means difficult times. As a result of the difficult time, men shall be lovers of their own self. So when you see yourself, love yourself more than God, you are in the perilous time. If you have to push you to come to church, if you have to struggle to pray, if you have to struggle to fast, if you have to struggle to honor and walk in obedience, you are in the perilous times. Say, men shall be lovers of their. He, he mentioned things like boasters, blasphemers, and all kinds of things. These are signs of the end time. And it's as a result of the fact that we have forgotten that we are spiritual. Do you remember what I told you after Pastor Abed led the prayer this morning or afternoon? I said that everything must be born twice. And it is first birthed in the spirit before it gets manifested in the natural. Unfortunately, some people have not birthed something in the spirit, but they want it in the natural. It doesn't work. It is fair birth in the spirit before it manifests in the natural. So do you want to be successful? Birth it in the spirit face. Do you want to? <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a message I pick it brand new from God. I have never preached it in my life. It's just a simple test in the book of first, uh, Second Timothy. Apostle Paul was ending his address to Timothy and said that I have fight a good fight. I have finished my course. And then God gave me a word from the word, I've kept the faith. He gave me a message of the word, I've kept the faith. It means that when you lose everything, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Are you getting it? There is a place that everybody in your life, you want to quit something. There's a place that you want to quit. So you want to quit the ministry. You want to quit the business. You want to quit the marriage. You want to quit them. But whatever, you can quit everything, but keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is why Paul said, I have kept the faith. It means other people quit. Keep the faith. You may lose your marriage, but keep the faith. You may lose your money, but keep the faith. Whoa, 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 whoa. As we get to the end time, there will be a lot of disappointment. There will be a lot of ungratefulness. 
One of the things that amazed me is people come to me and tell me when they join my ministry, what the ministry has done for them. And in no time, they start misbehaving. I asked the Lord, have they forgotten? It's a mystery. I thought about it. I don't understand. I said, I've not forgotten. Then God keep, God told me something. He said, that is why in my word, I keep saying that as often as you do it to remember, 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 remember. It means that we have a propensity to forget. And sometimes we can easily forget where we are coming from. It makes us, we have the tendency to just forget. And one of the dangerous states you can put yourself in a spirit is to forget. Because the fact that you forgot it, as somebody the devil has forgotten. Tell somebody, keep the faith. Because whatever you are losing, if you keep the faith, the faith can bring it back. The faith. No, keep the faith. It may not be the same woman, but you get a woman back. If one day your wife walk out of you and say, I won't marry you again, keep the faith. Another woman will come, that is better than her. If one day your husband walk out of you and say, I won't marry you again, keep the faith. If you lose a business, keep the faith. If you lose a job, keep the faith. If you lost all, if you lose your finances, keep the faith. Paul said, I have kept the faith. Keep the faith. And I'm saying that there's a realm you come to us, you pray, you seek the face of God. There are times God is silent. There are times things are not changing. There are times as if this whole thing doesn't work at all. What do you do when faith fails you? Or when you feel like faith has disappointed you. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is what happened to Thomas. It took me years to understand. Hmm? When you come to the place to think that this whole thing about faith has disappointed you. Because Thomas wake up and all their hope has died. Died. All their hope was Christ. We have left everything and the man died. And then they came back they told him that the man has resurrected. He said, I don't want to hear that. Stop all these things. We've lost it. That thing is coming back. And he said, if, and why they are insisting, he said, unless I put my hand, it means that faith is gone. So the fact that people are walking that from me, they still have confidence and hope in God. They might not express, if somebody didn't challenge and tell Thomas that Jesus has resurrected, we wouldn't know that his faith is gone. It is the message of the fact that we have seen the master that reveal what is in his heart. There is a place that in the midst of all the questions and the trials and unanswered questions, because sometimes you ask questions and you don't get answers. How many of us have asked questions and not get answers? Hallelujah. I say, what do you do when God is silent? He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk back. Not in a dream. Not through preaching. You come to church, they preach. By the time they finish, you don't even remember what they preach. Amen. In the midst of all that, there is a realm God decides to come in. And when God comes in, you will realize that he begins to give you signs that shows that you are about to enter your realm of breakthrough. And I've started giving you some of those signs. Hallelujah. There may be more than that, but at least the major ones I give it to you. The last point I said is that if you are about to step into your divine prophetic defining moment, you will meet your divine helpers. Now, but let me come back a little bit also let you understand that when you get to your place of prophetic divine moment, your voice or what comes out of your mouth is very important. Now hear this. There is no faith if you are not talking. There is no faith if you are not confessing. There is no faith if the entities cannot hear your voice. So, when you get to your prophetic defining moment, there will be a grace on you to say the 
positive. Even when everything around you is negative, it will come. Now, this night, I want to present to you that if you decided to be a candidate and a child of God that accepts to walk by faith, you cannot do that without engaging your mouth. I'm teaching. Hallelujah. The reason is that number one, nobody has your voice. Nobody has your voice. Nobody. Now listen. Even in the trickling of Jacob to get the birthright of Esau from Isaac, he put animal skin in his body. When Isaac passed his son through Jacob, he said, your hair is like my son Joseph by your voice. It means that Jacob could change his skin, but he couldn't change his voice. Now, the best thing I can relate your voice to is your thumbprint. So the way we can have two people having the same thumbprint, we can never have two people having the same voice. Now, in a highly security setting, like you go to the US, like Pentagon and those security settings are the opportunity to talk to some general. There is a certain place you can't even enter without your voice. It means that the final test for the door to open is that the door must hear your voice. I'm saying that there is no voice like your voice. Now let's connect to Mark chapter 11 and verse number 23. Let's connect to that. Mark chapter 11 and verse number 23. Jesus said, for very, verily I say unto you. Are you with me? For verily I say unto you. Now, <laughs> interesting. Sometimes the very, you see to one, sometimes you see twice. Then at the time you say verily, verily. Sometimes you say very. Okay, when you grow, I will tell you the difference. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say. Everybody say, say. Who? To this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. He didn't say pray. I want to read it in the way you like it. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall pray to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he prayed to the mountain shall come to pass. That's what the Bible said. Amen. Don't confuse yourself between saying and praying. Unfortunately, for there are places you have to say, but you pray. <laughs> I wanted to come and lead hot, hot prayer. The Lord said, Don't lead prayer without teaching them, teach them something. Can you imagine you meet a guy who loves you and try to propose to you by praying? In the name of Jesus, I know it is granted. I know that you are my wife. I mean, don't you think the person is mad? Please, don't let us blame God for a lot of things that is happening to us as a result of our ignorance. The Bible never said pray to your mountain. Never. That mountain there Represent everything that is trying to deny you of what God has for you or your bona fide spiritual property. So the mountain there is not from God, then the God will not say speak to it. 
The Bible said, for verily I saw, whosoever shall say to this mountain. Now you only say with your voice. That means that, that means that you are trying to use my voice to talk to your mountain. But your voice, my voice doesn't recognize your mountain. Somebody is learning something here today. Are you getting it? You are trying to use my voice. Now, in a highly security setting, if this man is a general and this man, for instance, those of you who work in the bank, there's something they call, is it strong room they call it? Is it strong room they call it? Where the vote is. Do you know that it's not one person that goes there? It's a combination of about three people that go there. Sometimes they use thumbprints, sometimes they have different security systems. But when you go to highly security system like those developed countries, like the ammunition rooms and stuff like that, they tell me that when they go there, it's not maybe one general that go, but the final test you must pass is that the, the door must hear your voice. Because they know, listen, you can decide to be a woman tomorrow, even though you are a man. You can decide. To be a woman tomorrow, by the time you come, you are walking like this. You have a breast and everything. So doctors can give you breasts. They can cut you or something and give you big back. There are women who go and change their body. Amen. I even was listening to a documentary somewhere in, 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 in the plane. And I saw that there are tablets people can take and they'll become fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never knew about it. You take that tablet immediately, you become a bruni. So there is a tablet for becoming a bruni. But... When people change their, their, their nature and, and they become women, and it means a doctor can remove your manhood. Do a surgery and take it and create artificial woman one for you. How many want to? How many men are trying to apply? I will only give you one name, but I, 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 nobody left his hand, so I've, I've kept the name for myself. Now they change it. They change it. I saw some of them has breasts. Some of them has anything. That's a choice they make. But they can't change their voice. No doctor can do anything to change your voice. Now listen, you can shout and scream, and then by what is happening to your esophagus, you can lose your voice by to come back to normal. Are you getting it? So there is something about your voice that doesn't change. The Bible says that because you are a spiritual being, there is a voice that God has given to you that your mountain must hear. Your mountain must hear. Now, the financial hardship has never heard your voice. The sickness has never heard your voice. The delays in marriage has never heard your voice. The Bible says you shall say. And that is why I come with the verdict that in the realms of the spirit, your voice is your address. Huh. Look at someone and say, there is no other voice like your voice. No, 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 no. So let's assume that in the realms of the spirit, eh, this, <laughs> this lady here wants a breakthrough and is trying to use my voice. And I go and stand in front of the breakthrough. And I say, Gloria said, move. It's not that the thing doesn't want to move. But the voice is expecting he has not heard it. Because when you get to the realms of the spirit, everybody's voice is programmed such a way that the devil knows it. And God also knows it. And so Jesus came out with the strong principle that when you see a mountain, let the mountain hear your voice. 
So your mountain has no move because it has not heard you. I say your mountain has no move because the mountain has not heard you. Let me give you this scripture in the book of Psalm 18 and verse number 6 and 7. Listen to what David said. David said, in my distress, I call upon the Lord. I cry unto my God. Oh, because people don't follow scripture. If you are preaching in the church that they follow the scripture, you will see a different reaction when you read and come to the point. Now hear this. I want to read it again. David said, I was distressed. It means that distress was a mountain. Distress was trying to be a tree. And David said, in my distress, Jesus, come to the New Living Translation. Let's break it down a little bit. We'll come back. In my distress, give me the message Bible. My goodness. Why did I not change A hostile world. The hostility. David said, I turned around and everything around me was hostile. Come back to King James. In my distress, I call upon the Lord. Jesus. I cried unto my God. And what did God hear? He didn't hear the cry. He didn't hear the distress. He heard what? My voice. My goodness, may somebody's spirit be open. So both the devil and God recognize your voice and that is what they want to hear. This is what makes prayer one of the most powerful weapons and one of the most authentic weapons. Today, I have some TDJ said something that struck me, the message I was stretching. He said that a lot of women have heard men preach. They've heard men groan. They've heard men cry, but they've never heard men speak. Jesus Christ, you shook me. It shook me. And that is why sometimes you see your husband quiet and ask him, what is the problem? What are you thinking? And he said, well, nothing. Because sometimes you, the woman has not created atmosphere for the man to speak. This thing is a hierarchy. It cannot change. The head of the woman is the man. The head of the man is Christ. The head of Christ is God. Jesus came down and said, what I see my father do, that's what I do. So Jesus left his glory, stepped down and submitted to the high authority. So there is a tendency the woman must submit to a man. It means that when you have a husband, it's not just a man that came to sleep with you and have sex. That man also is your covering. In the realms of the spirit, eh, there is a way you submit to the man that make a certain spiritual principle work because you are in alignment. Now, this is what David said. Are you understanding? So listen, let me tell you something. That is why sometimes you can marry a man and there are things in his heart that can be a blessing but he cannot talk because there's a difference between talking and preaching. For instance, listen, one of the greatest things that has helped my ministry a lot one of the greatest blessings I've picked in my ministry a lot. It's not just preaching. It's opportunity when I finish preaching or I go to a program and we are a lot of men of God. I have opportunity to be around men of God. Huh? And they are talking. There was a day um, Pastor Agu was here. Bishop Takia Aboy was here. Dr. Quincy Apriji was here. 
And other men of God also came to visit. They didn't come to sleep in Portis. We were all sitting in a dining hall table. We were eating. We were selling a meal. And the things that they were talking, it is one of the things that has guided my ministry. Because there are things they say that they can't say it in a puppet. So listen, if you are only walking around a father that preach, you are not getting the full blessing. Sometimes you must engage him in talking if the opportunity comes. So me, I can call some of the fathers in the, on the phone and I can, we can talk for one and a half hours. And sometimes while you are talking, I'm making news. David is in my distress. When you are distressed, don't keep quiet. And hear this, let me qualify it. When you are distressed, don't talk to man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's not everybody that values your voice. Because they are not made to hear that voice. You are either speaking to the mountain or you are speaking to God. God said that engage your voice on two things. Say to the mountain. And when David saw that distress and hostility has surrounded the Bible said that in my distress I called upon. That is why a Christian that is in trouble and only talking is going to complicate his matter. You must learn to address your problems to God direct. David said in my distress I called upon the Lord. Nothing happened. I cried to my God. But in the midst of the crying, God had, do you know something? Do you know something? When Hagar and Ishmael were running away because Abraham has driven them in, in, from the house, they go to the wilderness. Go and check the Bible where. If you put the Bible said that, and the Lord heard the cry of the lad. He didn't hear the cry of his mother. The reason is that the Lord cried and that voice get to God. So sometimes silence crying is not good. If you are crying, let it come out. Silence crying is equivalent to eternal bleeding. Let it come out. Sitting and told Moses, I have heard the cry of my children in Egypt. I have heard it. So there are some scriptures in the Bible. God heard people cry because they do not cry. It came out. That does not nearly say tears alone. That does not mean tears are dropping from your ears. But there are some things you are saying that may God hear your voice. In my distress. I cry unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. Somebody will say, I'm into the glory of God. Even to his word, he hears. In fact, let me say this, write it down. It doesn't take long for your voice to get to heaven. Potter's R is brought to us by Potter's Dew Mineral Water. For ball purchase, Call 0274-009933.
Thank you for joining us on the Portis R. We believe you've been blessed with today's message. Join us same time tomorrow for the continuation of this message. To order for this message and other messages by Prophet Nase Pukusakode. And for all inquiries, call these numbers. Plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana. We invite you to worship with us at Potter City Mutual Pram Pram Road. Weekly service, Tuesdays, intercessory all-night meeting, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wednesday, teaching service, 5.45 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, breakthrough hour, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Friday, mega all-night service, 10 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. Sunday morning empowerment service, 8.20 to 11 a.m. God bless you. This is the bar.